Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is the podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Yes, and it's really hot in this closet, so you're going to hear some of this situation. It honestly doesn't feel as hot to me in here, maybe because you're in pants and a t-shirt. Oh, it's going to get hot. I'm like, sure it will, and I'm not wearing, I'm wearing like a basically a nightgown right now with no bra. And I realized when I left, because I left early to run errands and like get dog food and stuff, but I didn't realize that like I'd have to get out of the car and like see people, and literally this is like... I didn't even really so notice. Thin. I get so self-conscious when I wear things like this without a bra that I, my boobs I are just like... I didn't even really notice, but honestly, I'm like fully camp, like, go braless. <laughs> I, I love it. I am too, but it's just when I see men out and about. Like, I had to go to 7-Eleven. Like, I just felt very, like... Yeah, okay. I please, mean, I understand like, that. boobs, please don't nip right now. Like, I just don't <laughs> want any attention drawn... My nips are always at attention, so... <laughs> I mean... They're good little soldiers. They are. <laughs> All right. What do you... So... I don't have anything particularly devastating. I don't have anything devastating. Oh, okay. I have the Democratic Convention, but only two kind of parts of it. The debate? Sorry, yes, the debate. Okay. And I have something about Bella Thorne. I did think we should touch on the debate at least a little yes. bit. Um, that was on my list. It got bumped out for something else. I have, like, two topics that stood out to me, personally. Okay. I, I watched a good portion of... but There were two debates over two nights. Yeah. I watched a good portion of both of them. Uh, and then wat- uh, listened to some reviews and watched some uh, commentary mm-hmm. about them afterwards. So Then I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about okay. the points that I'm bringing up. So the first thing I wanted to bring up was um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Sure. And so, that yeah, that's the thing that everyone is talking about. Right. Which, I, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad she called him out on his shit. But it's, like, exactly what I knew would happen. Like, Joe Biden performed exactly as I figured he would. Yeah. Like, he seemed incredibly unprepared. He dropped 10 points. Yeah. Um, after the second night of debates, whenever he actually had to perform. Yeah. Um, he just seemed like he was told, hey, you should run for president. And he was like, okay. okay. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt to me. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's interesting because Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren are kind of like... They've gone they're up. They're rising up right now. And Bernie has gone way up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Bernie's, Bernie was already up there. He was right behind Biden before. Yeah. Uh, and now he's gone up several more points. I think Kamala Harris has gone up the most points, but it yeah. still puts her below she did good. Bernie and Warren, I believe. I believe. I just remember seeing some articles today where they are thinking that Bernie will go down. I think eventually Bernie will go down. Um, you know, I I voted for Bernie last year. I don't. 
like not in the in the primary. Let me mm-hmm. be clear. I did. I was not a Bernie or Buster, um, but I do feel like his strong point and his weakness is the same thing. Yeah, and it's that because his consistency. He's been here for fucking decades. He's been saying the same shit for decades. Nobody can question his like authenticity. Yeah, but also. He's been saying the same shit without saying a whole lot else. Like, right. we have to stop corporations. We have to stop the 1%. Like, yeah. Which is great, but I need you to tell me what you're going to do about systemic racism. Like, yeah, I need. We've, we've upped the ante in the last four years right. or so. I need you, know, you to give me more. more than that. So I think he will eventually fall back. Yeah, exactly. So the highlight was being when Harris brought up Biden's history against busing to. Uh, desegregate schools and his history in supporting historically racist senators. My personal favorite quote was when she said, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public school and she was bused to school every day. That little girl was me. And I felt like that was a very... It was obviously a very powerful message. I was seeing the photo of her as a little girl everywhere. Everybody was posting about it, all the feminist Instagrams, everything like that. Um, I found it to be very powerful, and I think that that did a lot to raise her up right. in the running. Well, what I think people need to... I think we're ready for some humanity, right? Yeah. Because um, Trump shows a lot of things, but he doesn't show a lot of humanity. That's why people were surprised with his tweets about, you know, killing civilians. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like, oh, maybe you have a touch of humanity. Like, right. we actually saw a little bit of humanity in Kamala Harris, which, yeah. you know, really resonates with people. And also, this is the thing about Joe Biden. Like, this shit is going to continue to come up in debates. Like, he has a shady record. Yeah. Not super shady, but pretty shady. Yeah. And, you know, Anita Hill's going to come up at some point. Yeah. And he treated her super badly during Clarence Thomas's uh, confirmation hearing. Right. So, um, it's, he's not, he's clearly not prepared to withstand this. Like, it was very obvious to me at the debate that he wasn't prepared for this. Do you think that this, because... We we all celebrated him so much as vice president. Do you think that this is kind of tarnishing his like yes legacy in a way? Is because it, I think he, he already did stopped. it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too because I feel like he left a good taste in everyone's mouth. Yes, and now it's getting a little bitter. It's like Joe. Everyone forgot about all the problematic shit you've yeah. done and running for president for like the fourth time. Like he's run before. Yeah. Um, has just reminded everyone. You aligned yourself with Barack Obama. There were all those wonderful memes of you. Everyone was like, oh, Grandpa Joe. Yeah. He was on Parks and Rec. Everybody was feeling good about him. Exactly. And, yes, he's come in, I think, just because people around him were like... Do it, man. You're what we need. You'll win. And you hear so many, like, um, career Democrats saying, like, whatever we have to do, vote blue, like... um, vote for Joe Biden, you know, because we all need to stand together. And it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> there's, well, there's so many fucking options this time, too. There's, there's far too many. I am excited to see the, the field get whittled down. Exactly. I am, too. Um, another one that I wanted to talk about. I've been a fan of Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. But there was there were some things thrown at him. And I, and I really want to get your perspective on this, Keegan, because I have... I have some thoughts, but it's not really my, like, wheelhouse. I don't know. So he was under fire after a police officer in his city where he was the mayor killed a black man named Mm -hmm. Eric Logan. Yeah. 
the police officers had turned off their body cameras, and mm-hmm. the Logan family filed a federal civil rights suit against the officer. Uh, Buttigieg says, I could walk you through all the things that we have done as a community, all the steps that we took, from bias training to de-escalation, but it didn't save the life of Eric Logan. And when I look into his mother's eyes, I have to face the fact that nothing that I say will bring him back. He also blamed the shadow of a systemic ra- of systemic racism for what he called a wall of mistrust put up one racist act at a time between police and the communities they serve. It threatens the well-being of every community, and I am determined to bring about a day when a white person driving a vehicle and a black person driving a vehicle, when they see a police officer approaching, feels the exact same thing, a feeling not of fear, but of safety. And also, um, speaking about the uh, the murder, basically, he, he takes very blunt responsibility and says, I couldn't get it done, which I think putting full responsibility on him, which I don't think he will necessarily are, but I think people were definitely ready to jump on that. I actually appreciate that. I I do too. Taking responsibility for, he doesn't have, he's the mayor. He doesn't have to do that. And because, I mean, it is his responsibility to, to a certain extent. It is his responsibility and he failed. Like he failed his community in that way, but it is so unlike a politician to actually take responsibility. Like typically they will come up with, you know, I don't think Joe Biden has ever taken responsibility for the, the damaging things that he, he -hmm. has done, um, you know, in the name of centrists or like working with, with, Republicans are working across the aisle or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever taken responsibility for the, the damage that that has done. So I appreciate it when a politician can say, you know what? That was on me. I made a mistake. Uh, because I feel like that is what Joe Biden should have done when yeah. Kamala Harris called him out, which right. was like, listen, I um, I made a mistake and I will do better in the future. Like, I appreciate that. Again, yeah. like, I want to see that my politicians are human beings, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that also with Joe Biden, like, he's been in the game for so long that it's like, I think he's so used to that, like, carefully calculated response. Party line. You know? Yeah, the, yeah. That he doesn't realize that, like, we are we are asking for We're itching for, for so something more. more. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, Buttigieg, I don't know, I mean... I've been kind of lukewarm on him. I'm not sure why. I, I know a lot of people are, like, really excited about him. Yeah, Max is a big fan, which is why I started learning more yeah, about him. Yeah, I'm kind of lukewarm on him at the moment. He could win me over. I could definitely see him as a vice, like, yeah. running, you know, with someone. Um, but as far as that response goes, I appreciate that response. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know about, I don't know. I don't know why it, like, rubs me a little weird whenever it's like, I want... Black people to feel safe whenever they yeah. see cops because I'm like, then it's, we need to overhaul the entire like law enforcement system, right? Completely, like yeah. not just for Black people, but of course for Black people and people of color. But like in general, that yeah. entire system is so fucked up. Which may be what he was trying to get at, but I think the wording that he chose, especially saying "I want every white person and Black person to feel safe," I felt like. White people feel safe. You don't really have to bring that up. You don't need to compare the two. You need to focus on the people that feel the effects of the racism and police brutality and focus on that. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that he brought it up because I do feel like white people sometimes need to be reminded that, yeah. like, this is something that you don't have to think about. Right. right. But um, I mean, I this I But I hear what he, you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not that he... I, I'm glad that he brought the up way the he topic as a whole. It. Exactly. It was the... It was mentioning... 
I don't know. Yeah, it I get just, it. It, it was, rubbed me wrong, too. It yeah. just, the way he phrased it kind of made me like, ish, I don't know. But I don't I really, know how I feel I, about that. I, I don't like, know why. I like him. I like Beto, too. Um, Beto, I like Beto. Yeah. I also think Beto shouldn't be running for president. <laughs> I saw his documentary that came out. I saw, like, the last quarter of it, and I really enjoyed it. I, I like him. I think he's a nice person. I think he's a good guy. I think he has really good intentions. Um... I don't think that this is the arena for him. Mm-hmm. He's another one who seemed a little bit like a fish out of water. And he, him and Cory Booker also did the most cringy, like, pandering, speaking Spanish. in Spanish situation. I mean, at least Cory Booker, it was in a response to a question about immigration. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Beto just, like, came out the gate first question. And I get, it, in theory, again, intentions seem good. Yeah. But it the execution seemed so... Handery that yeah. I was like, Ugh. the looks on everyone's faces look really funny. Everyone to me. was like, like, "Come on, Ugh. dude!" Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, for me right now, like, okay, who would you pick right now if if you if it was now, just right now? Kamala Harris. Harris. Okay, I think I'd go Warren. I think I'd go Warren right now. Yeah. Um, but I could feel comfortable with Harris. She has somewhat of a. I, don't, I think of her as a cop. Like she's a cop. And so I've got to get over that. Like, she's mm-hmm. had some really shady um, policies, you know? Okay. So I, that's something that I'm going to have and, to, like, work on. And I will say, I am not the most informed person on every... Because there's too fucking many. There's too many. We're going to narrow it down. Yeah. The debates are going to start getting more We should intense. start having, like, as it gets down, having, like, a bracket. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Have a bracket going Once, once there's, like... I, I am sure that Harris and Warren will both be in the top batch and so it will be interesting once the debates get smaller to see what because someone will go after Kamala for her record Mm -hmm. because I think I talked about it in a what's in the news a long time ago but she has a little bit of a she has protected a lot of cops who were um who were accused of police brutality yeah um she's also done a lot to incarcerate people you know, I do remember that. Now. She also was a big advocate for Sestra, Sestra Fostra, or whatever that was called, was for the sex workers, where it had a lot of like really disastrous effects on the. Okay, sex I changed work- my mind. No, but I forgot about that. I forgot about it. But, but everyone is a mixed bag, though. I know. Like that's the thing, and like it doesn't mean that she won't be a good president. It doesn't right. even mean that she can't win me over. Yeah, it just means. I would love to hear She's what her. Bring some shit up. I'd love to hear what her answers are. Exactly. For that She's got to bring some shit up. All yeah. Right. Okay. We should move on. We definitely should. <laughs> but I'm glad we talked about that for sure. Um, okay. So this just happened today. We are recording on Tuesday because I leave town tomorrow. Uh-huh. So we are recording, admittedly, very very early. There will be more developments, more stuff in the news. I'm absolutely sure. But as of today, House Democrats are suing for Trump's taxes, <laughs> which I'm really uh, kind of excited about. I don't know that it will do anything, because I'm incredibly cynical at this point. But, but hey. <laughs> but hey. Uh, so House Democrats filed a lawsuit Tuesday, today, in federal court seeking access to President Trump's tax returns, accusing the Trump administration of an, quote, extraordinary attack on Congress in preventing the disclosure of the president's personal financial records. Um 
Representative Richard E. Neal, he's a Democrat from Massachusetts, and and chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, filed the lawsuit against the IRS and the Treasury Department after months of feuding with the administration over the returns. So they finally had it (laughs) and have decided that they are just going to go, because we do have a right to see these returns. Now, I need to really look into this issue a little bit deeper because this just happened today and so yeah. I just read about it right before we sat down to record. Need to get it out. Uh, but I know that Nancy Pelosi has been against going after him for his tax returns. Okay. She's very much been like, I'm not ready to go after Trump until we can put Do him away. About essentially. It. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. I don't want him to I don't she has said on record, I don't want him to be impeached. I want him in handcuffs. Like, she yeah. wants him in prison. Yeah. So um, I don't know if this is something that's happening that, like, House Democrats are doing on their own. Right. Uh, without being, you know, sanctioned by anyone. I'm not entirely sure. I think that brings up a really good point. But could that be a start to a future of him in handcuffs when he's not president anymore? Absolutely. Um, like, do we really have to wait? You know? Well... I don't know. I'm very confused because, like, the only reason I am convinced, which also another bit of news, is Robert Mueller has agreed to testify Mm -hmm. in front of Congress, which is a big deal. What I'm confused about is he should already be in. If he was a normal citizen, he would already be arrested for obstruction of justice. And I'm sure that that's what Mueller is going to say. But Mueller is not allowed to indict a sitting president. So I don't understand exactly. what the rules are on that. Like, why can't we arrest a president for breaking the law? I just think that from what I can see from all of this, I don't know if there's ever been a time where it was this obvious asked for and this obvious. Yeah. I just don't think it's ever really been done before. And I'm not I'm not a historian. I don't know everything about presidents and things like that. Maybe if I had been, to but... guess, it would probably be, like, because they make that distinction sitting president, as in he'd need to be impeached yeah. or he'd need to be out of office. And I'm thinking it's because if he's not impeached, is he still ruling from behind a jail cell? Like, is that why? Like, seriously. like No, it's a great point, but I just had an, I had an image of him in an orange jumpsuit. Still fucking, like... <laughs> China. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. But I'm wondering if that's what it is. Is it too, like, comp- there aren't any rules but in place? But wouldn't that then impeach him? Well, I, I, think it's a separate, I think it's a separate process. I yeah. think you'd have to do both. And probably it would be better to impeach him first. I don't know. Or just wait till he's out of office. I don't know. Mm. Um, but anyway, Jay Scuglo, who's an attorney for Trump, said in a statement, we will respond to this latest effort at presidential harassment in court. This latest effort of presidential, presidential harassment. harassment. What? Leave Trump alone. Leave him alone. Leave Trump alone. <laughs> Mnuchin, uh, in May, rejected a subpoena issued by Democrats on the committee, and that rejection pushed Neil to seek a court battle that legal experts say might go all the way to the top. No, um, all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, I thought that's what it was going to say. No. <laughs> it goes all the way to the top. Um, given the central questions it poses about the scope of Congress's ability to oversee the White House. So um, we'll keep reporting on this. We'll see what happens here, if anything. I mean, we've been asking to see Trump's tax return since before he was a sitting president, and he's the only president we've ever had where he hasn't 
shown them when asked and also he's hiding shit he is absolutely hiding shit and he's also the only one um who hasn't had to give up all of his business interests i mean yeah jimmy carter like very famously had to like give up his peanut farm or whatever he had so um because of conflicting business interests exactly Um, so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens oh it's getting hot now i know oy vey um all right I think we can both touch on one more thing. Let's go for it. Yeah. This one's not too long. So, Bella Thorne. Sure. A questionable... Not my cup of tea, but not, you know. Not mine either. She's done some... I don't know. She's done some shady shit, but she's also young. Yes. She's like my age. She's younger, I think. Is she really? She was like a teenager like two years ago. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) She was a teenager two years ago. Okay. Let's find out. I don't know how old. Okay. But I can get behind what's going on. Not that it matters. It doesn't matter. But I can get behind what's going on right now. So her phone was hacked. She's 21. She's 21. Okay. So her phone was hacked. And the hacker was basically like, I'm going to release all your nudes. And so oh, I heard about you this. You heard about this? Yes. So to get ahead of it, she leaked them herself on Twitter. And she quote, she's quoted saying, For too long, I let a man take advantage of me over and over, and I'm fucking sick of it. I'm putting this out because it's my decision now. You don't get to take yet another thing from me. So there was a lot of mixed reviews when this happened. Um, there were people I saying... I don't see why there would be mixed reviews. She can make a decision about her own body. Exactly. Well... None other than Whippy Goldberg wanted oh to God. get involved. Did she you hear has about some, this? No, but she has some problematic takes, that woman. She really does. And this one is one that I'm very, um, I'm not too pleased with her. So she's on The View, and this is what she says. Listen, if you're famous, I don't care how old you are, don't take nude pictures of yourself. Okay. See, this is this is Whippy's age showing. Yeah. Like, that's We're a, not being ageist. No, but it's true, though. Yeah. Like, you're from a different generation. Yeah. I think probably my mom's generation and older would say the same sort of thing yeah. in general. In general. That's a general statement. We're yeah. not saying everyone. Yeah. But I, I do believe that that is what that is. Yeah. So she concludes saying that people shouldn't be surprised if they get hacked, especially if you have things hackers would want to get a hold of. Everyone has things hackers would want to get a hold of, Everybody. first of Everybody. Everybody has secrets. Everybody has, like, nude photos is not the end-all, be-all of this situation. Like, everybody has shit on their computers and their phones and in their lives. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, especially if you're in a long-distance relationship and you're trying to keep things sexy, take a fucking Polaroid and mail it. Like, that'll get Even then. And also, like, the thing is, these people, it's about power and control. If they wanted to manipulate her, they would find another way to do it. If there weren't any nudes of her anywhere, they would find something else to expose her on. They would find her search history. They would hack her computer. They'd find her emails. Like, there's... Uh, there's a million things, and I challenge Whoopi Goldberg to tell me that there is nothing on her personal home computer that she wouldn't want to get out. Totally. So, of course, Bella had uh, a not-so-happy response to what was said on The View. She wrote a letter to Whoopi that she posted on her Instagram that says, Dear Whoopi, I have loved you for so long, but honestly, I'm so displeased and saddened by your response to my leak. Blaming girls for taking the photo in the first place is sick and honestly disgusting. So what a girl can't send... So what? A girl can't send her boyfriend that she misses photos of her that are sexy? Things he's already seen? I, as a woman, should be... Should, shouldn't be so scared walking around my home, being on my phone, doing anything. Is that what you want our women to be like? Scared of the masses for their sexuality? Is that what you want? 
I don't. I'm offended for anyone out there who has ever taken a sexy photo. I'm offended for Jennifer Lawrence who feels publicly raped. I'm offended for every person who has committed suicide for someone leaking their nudes. Your view on this matter is honestly awful, and I hope you change your mindset as you are on a show talking to young girls. She added by saying... I hope you're so fucking happy because I can only imagine all the kids who have had their shit released and then commit suicide. She then canceled her upcoming interview on The View. She's got some, like, book of poems or something mm-hmm. coming up, mm-hmm. and she canceled her upcoming interview. She said something really, like, funny, like, I'm not going to go and be berated by a bunch of old ladies or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, truly, like, uh, it's the 21st century uh, version of, you know, good old-fashioned, like, rape culture and slut shaming like that's what that is it is the 21st century version of asking what you wore or what you did to get Mm -hmm. yourself sexually assaulted it literally doesn't matter it does Mm -hmm. not matter i should be able to send a picture of my naked body with the confidence of the the person person i'm sending it to that this is going to stay between the two of us yeah like that should be that should be how that should be. Right. Like, the thing that, that people should be upset about is the fact that her privacy was... Violated. Violated. And that, like, we've had a lot of discussions off mic about revenge porn. And, like, that's what that is. Like, that should be something that people are up in arms about and upset about. Not the fact that she took the photo in the first place. Because I don't know about anybody listening or about you, but I've taken naked pictures of myself just when I'm feeling myself. Oh, for sure. If somebody hacked... Well, not now because I've deleted them. But, like, yeah, for sure. I've definitely been like, I feel like... I feel good about myself right now. I've even sent my best friend back home and I have like sent each other pictures and we're like just wanted to let you know I'm sexy today and things like and that. And there's nothing there's wrong with nothing that wrong and with also it. I can't wait until we get to a place in society where this is not a big deal. Like it is a body. Yeah. As if like you haven't seen a body. And I felt this way when there was the big leak a couple of years ago yeah. of a bunch of um, naked photos including Jennifer Lawrence which she talked about there. Yeah. Where I did not go and look at those pictures. Me either. Because to me it's consent. Consent is the problem. Mm-hmm. If somebody sends you a naked photo, you have their consent that they're mm-hmm. doing that. If it is shared to strangers and the public, you're looking at it without that person's consent in a way that is a rape. You're yeah. violating them. Yeah. That's, it's assault. Like, yeah, not okay. No, okay. Not okay at all. So I had two things here. Um, I'll just say one of them, and then I will read up on the other one. Okay, so, whatever you want to do. The one that I'm going to say is just, just because it's a follow-up to last week, Kim Kardashian is changing the name of her Saw that. shapewear line. Thank goodness. Um, she says she's always learning and growing and blah, 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 blah. But to me, I'm just like, there's no fucking way that you didn't know this was going to be an issue. Yeah. And so it just You show seems... enough people on your team, too, to be right. able to, like, educate you. Bullshit. Like, or maybe, like, can they not say no to you? Because they should be able to. Like, that's the thing. I think this was the plan all along. Maybe, again, maybe I'm cynical, but I'm just like, when you when it comes act to the Kardashians, like you're fucking clueless... You've been in the public eye for so long. This is literally your job at this yeah. point. I don't believe that you didn't know you were going to get backlash to this. Like, of course you did. You've yeah. been called out for, for cultural appropriation enough times. I think it's bullshit, Anyway, um, California, our state. That's, that's the one, Keegan. Has, um, California is poised to be the first state to ban race-based discrimination um, against natural hair. Which is oh, good. awesome. So, 
California legislators have passed a bill that would protect students and employees from discrimination based on natural hairstyles, poising the state as the first, uh, poising the state to become the first in the country to end race-based discrimination based on a hairstyle. That seems absurd. That, that, it's the first? that would be the first. I, I got into a Facebook argument like last week about white girl dreads that you know dissolved into whether or not it's an issue for mm. for black people. So I think there's enough ignorance out there and enough people who don't understand this issue or don't believe it to be an issue that that's right. why it's not. I mean, it's not surprising, but at the same time, it's discouraging. It's also just kind of like. Fucking duh. Well, there's a lot of people walking around with just blinders on, apparently. Fucking duh. Clearly. I had someone... The reason why I got into this argument is because, like, the person who commented was like, I don't know. I'm from Springfield, Missouri, and I've never seen it happen. So I was like, bitch. So am I. I need to jump in here because as a black-appearing person from Springfield, Missouri, who has worked in a hair salon in Springfield, Missouri, let me tell you. You worked at a hair salon? I did. I was a receptionist. For like two years. I'm still learning things about you. Yeah, How? How am I still learning things about you? <laughs> okay, so the bill, which passed in the California Assembly 69 to 0 on uh, last Thursday, I think, amends state anti-discrimination law to also include traits historically associated with race, including hair texture and protective styles, which is so important because people will make the excuse that black people shouldn't be allowed to have dreads. Yeah. Um, which for a lot of black women, especially with very, very coarse, like 4C hair, is a protective style. Well, so, and would protective style also fall under any sort of like head wraps? I, I would like include that. head wraps in that unless they have some, maybe that could be a loophole with like hats or headwear. But um, I would include head wraps in being a protective style for me personally. Yeah. Uh, I think it does It does protect your hair. I mean, I'm thinking with this heat that's going on right now. It, and, it, and it does what it's supposed to do in that it, like, protects your ends. You can keep yeah. your ends protected so your hair will grow. Yeah. Um, I want my hair to grow. What do I do? My uh, ends are awful. I can't help you. I don't know. Trims? I don't want to get a trim. I'm trying to grow it out, girl. I, I, you got you to gotta cut a little off to get it to grow longer. I know. Um, the California Senate passed the bill in April, uh, but I guess it just officially went through the California Assembly, and now the governor, Gavin Newsom, is expected to sign the bill into law. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Lawmakers acknowledge in the bill's text that society has equated certain features with, quote, blackness and permeated the idea that professionalism is linked to European features, making those features subject to separate but unequal treatment. Workplace dress code and grooming policies that prohibit natural hair, including afros, braids, twists, locks, uh, have a disparate uh, have a disparate impact on Black individuals, as these policies are more likely to, to de- are more likely to deter Black applicants and burden or punish Black employees than any other group. So, I completely agree, and I I still think that. The fact that it happens is bullshit. But anyway... Yeah, I love that Like, if someone's wearing braids... Like, if I were to walk into a job interview with my... With, like... Because I'll do... I'll, like, braid my hair back and put it in a bun. Right. That would not keep me from a job. Having someone wear something like box braids or having dreadlocks or cornrows, I don't understand, like... How... I love that... I mean, I understand how, but it's still... It's frustrating. I love that it's because... Because of this, and I love that it is written into this, that mm-hmm. this is what it is. You know, we are planning eventually to have a, uh, an episode about European beauty features mm-hmm. and how those are harmful to people of color, because they really are, and this is one of the ways. I yes. love that it's written in here that um, 
society has equated certain features of blackness, which is our natural hair, you know, that's one of those features. And that professionalism is linked to European features, which is like straight hair, which is why they'll tell you, like, to straighten your hair, which is why it's bullshit whenever... Um, people will tell you that black people are appropriating white culture whenever they straighten their hair. They yeah. are assimilating yeah. into culture because European features have been deemed to be professional. Exactly. Um, so, anyway, this is a huge win. I'm very excited yeah. about it. Um, go California, et cetera, it. et cetera. Well, the day we're recording today is July 2nd, and I want to throw out real quick that it is our dear friend Arielle's birthday. Happy birthday, Arielle. She turned 30! I know. Oh, I can't believe that. That's crazy to me. We've yes. been friends for a super long time. And when it's her birthday, I know it's a week until my birthday, which makes me really excited. So it's like the drum roll to mine now. So I just want to throw out really quick. Um, she is the Swallows Flight on Instagram. Yes. Follow her. She's amazing. We did two live shows with her. Um, she's one of my favorite people on the entire planet. Check her out. Wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, and do support support her business. She so makes cute. such like beautiful pieces of art. Um, she has got an Etsy shop. Definitely go and support that business. Mm-hmm. Um, she's incredibly talented. Yeah, and she's incredibly supportive of us, Absolutely. which is something where it's like if you guys support us, you got to support her too because she's absolutely fantastic absolutely so you guys thank you so much for listening to another mini episode we hope that we gave you some great informative information and that you enjoyed listening um if you have any sister solidarity stories any episode suggestions if you have if you missed the coming out story you know deadline and you still want to send it into us we will continue to read those if they're sent into us through our mini episode so don't feel like you totally missed your opportunity or if you listen to the episode and it kind of gave you the courage to want to say something and tell your story and want to kind of continue that i think that would be a really beautiful thing or just if you have any feelings about that episode that you want to talk about exactly we're, we're here to listen to that exactly you can feel free to email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com Always check us out on Instagram. That's where it goes down at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can also catch us on Twitter at Yanf Podcast. Y-A-N-F Podcast. You can get us on Facebook. We have a business and a group page. Go ahead and rate and review us on that business page and chat with some people in the group page. Uh, You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We just got a new one. We posted it today for Tuesday Tuesday. And, oh, listen to us on Radio Public. We always appreciate it. We love seeing that we have more people listening there. Makes us very happy. Thank you so much again. With all of that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.